attention to the fourth chapter of the gospel according to St. John. I'll read beginning at verse 39, St. John chapter 4 and verse 39. I want to say to all of you that we are delighted that you are at First Church. If you're a first-time guest today, we would love my wife and I to have an opportunity to connect with you because we believe if we can connect and continue, there'll be something to celebrate. We always meet all of our first-time guests in our guest welcome center, which is through uh, both sets of the double doors in the back. And love to have an opportunity to connect with you. It's great to have Marviana home. Happy that you're here today. God bless Marviana. Glad that she's here today. We're happy for all of you that are here. All of our guests, welcome. And to the wonderful home folk of First Church, we are delighted that you are here. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified, he told me all that ever I did. Verse 40 says, So when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry, that he would stay with them. He abode there two days. What a wonderful two days that must have been for them to spend with him, our Savior. Verse 41 says, And many more believed because of his own word. How could you not when you heard the words of our Savior believe? And this is what they said. Verse 42 says, And said unto the woman, Now, somebody say now. Now we believe not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves and know. Somebody say no. And know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. I came to preach on this Sunday this thought. The experience is still greater than the testimony. The experience is still greater than the testimony. Is there anybody here today that you can say it's better than anybody said that it was? Somebody ought to put your Bible down in your hands together and you ought to clap your hands unto God and thank Him for the experience of the Holy Ghost. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that He found me. Somebody rejoice right now. Somebody go ahead and celebrate that in this sanctuary a Savior, a Savior is indeed the Christ and he's mine and he's mine you may be seated the experience is still greater than the testimony 20 years ago today a young couple walked into this sanctuary and had a two-year-old daughter in tow, a miracle from God, and witnessed what would be something that they would become accustomed to. The Spirit of the Lord would move in First United Pentecostal Church as people would sing and celebrate in the presence of the Lord. The power of the Holy Ghost would move in this house and then uh, 
who would become their first lady would sing and then who would become their pastor would preach. And it was 20 years ago on this Sunday, Sister Holligan, that I first preached my first message to the wonderful saints of the Most High God that called the First United Pentecostal Church home. It would be a little over a month after that that this great body of believers, those that were here, would vote and we would become the pastor of this wonderful congregation. And I preached on the first Sunday that I ever preached at First Church, which was then the first United Pentecostal Church. And I might say that we are still united and we are still Pentecostal. I am thankful today to be First Church, which is a united Pentecostal church. I am here today because of that experience, the Pentecostal experience. And I would preach to the wonderful people that had assembled on that Sunday 20 years ago this message the experience is greater than the testimony. Now, you might not know, I'm fully aware, Brother Johnson, that among the first available sermons online that you can go and listen to are those sermons. I actually did that this week as I prepared to preach to you on this Sunday. The experience is still, 20 years later, the experience is still greater than the testimony. All I know is God has gotten better each and every day. I want somebody to know that what I preached to you 20 years ago, it's still the same and it's even better. The experience of the whole... I'm so glad that somebody is getting baptized in Jesus' name today. Somebody that just a few days ago was in this building speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. I believe that at First Church we still believe that the power of the Holy Ghost is a life transforming experience and it's still greater than anything I could ever say speak, preach or say the experience is still greater than the testimony I won't ever forget that it was during that sermon that I shared our story how that the fact that we had Tess with us, Sister Beth, way back in the day when she would come into the classroom that you so ably taught and she would be in that class without shedding a tear and enjoying what she felt there and was so welcomed as we were. I thought of the testimony that Tess was and it was in that sermon that I shared with the great congregation, the First United Pentecostal Church, how that Tess was our testimony, how that my wife had experienced surgery after surgery and the surgery that they had determined... quite possibly be a hysterectomy was not because there was a people that prayed. There was a couple that prayed. I want to tell you, I've been preaching for 20 years. Prayer works. And you want to know why I preach for 20 years that prayer works? Because prayer works. I want somebody to hear what I'm telling you today. The experience is still greater than the testimony. You don't know like I know what the Lord's done for me, but you can find out for yourself that prayer 
prayer, prayer still works. We prayed and the power of God empowered and equipped the physician who removed a tumor the size of a small volleyball and still preserved the ability for my wife to have a child despite what doctors would tell him to do he said I don't want to know your opinion of what I need to do or what I should do I am going to do what I feel to do when you tell me what the specimen is it was determined to be a benign tumor and so for hours as I paced the floors of Barnes Jewish Hospital believing that God was going to give me a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness There was a power of God that came into that operating room and that surgeon removed a tumor the size of a small volleyball. What he didn't know then is what I know now. That prayer was producing a testimony. That prayer was producing. I want to tell somebody today, prayer still produces testimony. The experience is still greater than the testimony. He walked into that room and said, I removed a tumor the size of a small volleyball, but still preserved the possibility that you can have a child. And almost two years later, we did. And then two years after that, we came. We preached, eventually became, within a month or so, the pastor of this fine congregation and celebrated the testimony that we had that Tess was our testimony. Well, you know the rest of the story, and that is my God doesn't stop with exceeding. We know, you know, I know, and I'm glad today to say the experience is still greater than the testimony because I got my testimony, but I have my Emma and my Abby, and I want somebody to know what I'm preaching to you today, the same powerful God that was in this house 20 years ago is able to do for you what you want him to, what you need him to the experience is still greater than the testimony I can't tell it enough, you gotta get it, you gotta experience it for yourself you don't know like I know what he's done for me and not much has changed in my preaching except it's probably about twice as long I used to think when I came and I was about a 20, 25 minute preacher and I used to listen to Bishop and Bishop couldn't say praise the Lord in 20 or 25 minutes. <laughs> now I know that the longer I live, all my life you have been faithful. There's a whole lot more life that I've lived, but it hasn't changed one thing about the faithfulness of my God, except that I know now the experience is still greater than the testimony. I made scriptural application to the concept, and I'll attempt to do the same today. For there was a woman which was at a well, and... 
She was burdened with the cares and concerns of life. She had been dealt difficulty. She had experienced heartache and pain. She was, I believe it would be easy to say, a wounded woman. Life happens. Difficulty, dilemma, circumstance, and situation puts us on a path that problems happen in our lives. Difficulty, dilemma waits us down. This woman came to a well with a water pot that signified that she had been through some hell. It had happened in her home, in her life, and she was trying her best to get to the well when there would be no one else there so that they couldn't see the hurt and the pain that she was trying to process. How many times do we come through those doors trying to process hurt and pain and circumstance and situation but when we get into the presence of almighty God oh I'm so thankful for first church I'm so thankful there's a place I can go when I'm dealing with the difficulty of life aren't you glad there's still an altar aren't you thankful there's still a prayer club is there anybody glad today that there's still some place you can pray because you know prayer works she went to the well Not knowing what he knew that that day he would go out of his way to say, I that speak unto thee am he. You get to see me for who I am. I am indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. He would go to a well and meet a woman that many would say was worthless and wounded because of life's happenings. The hell that had happened in her home time and time and time again. And when he would say, go tell thy husband, she would as we often do with the presence of Almighty God, just become transparent and say, Sir, I have no husband. And he would say, Thou hast well said, Thou hast no husband, for you've had five husbands, and the one you're living with now is not your husband. And then at that point, she knew that he knew who she was. I want to tell you something, friend. I might not have figured you out in the last 20 years, but there is somebody that knows who you are. There is someone that knows the hell. There's someone that knows the deep hurt. There's someone that knows the deep pain. You say, Pastor, why do you do it every Sunday? You talk about the people that could be and should be and aren't here. Here's why. Because what I know is I can't preach it enough for you to get it enough to experience it for yourself. And if they're not here, they can't have what the possibility is every Sunday at this altar that you can come in contact with someone no matter how bad it is it can become better when you come in contact with the one that knows all things believes all things understands all things sees all things and is able my God is able to deliver you from the difficulty that I don't care how bad it is my God's better than your bad is the experience is still greater than the testimony With that revelation that he had, 
insight and understanding as to who she was. And yet still, after knowing all that, still loved her enough to show her who he was and what he could do, that revelation sent her on a mission, but not before she left her water pot, walked in, that water pot that she went to the well with was filled with hurts and pain and problem and circumstance and situation and five failed marriages in the middle of a disaster even as she approached and yet he loved I want to tell somebody your resume is not so bad that God is not good enough to do what you need him to I want somebody to hear what I'm preaching to this great church that there is not a person in this place that God doesn't love enough to deliver you from the difficulty that you're dealing with no matter how severe the experience is still greater than the testimony She walked away and left her wounds in the water pot, empowered and equipped with a revelation. There's a word for somebody. Walk away from your wounds. I want to tell somebody today, there is hope on the other side of your hurt. Well, you just don't understand, Pastor. You just don't. Uh, you, you can't begin to understand. I've been hurt. I've been wounded. I got church hurt. Guess what? Church hurt is the kind of hurt that you get when you go to church because there are people that are at church and people hurt people. Did you know that hurt people hurt people? Oh, that's deep preaching. I didn't say that 20 years ago. I wasn't feeling my Cheerios as much as I am now. But it's my experience that hurt people hurt people. You think you can come to church and not find people that have been hurt? Friend, then you must not know much about people. Because people get hurt. I walked back into the area that leads to our guest welcome center. There was a little fellow back there. And I could tell his sister was just so excited about life and just doing good. I said, how you doing, buddy? And I could see the look on his face that he wasn't doing as good as she was. I found out that he hit his head, and that's why he wasn't feeling good. So we prayed for him. You know what you should do for people that are hurt? You should pray for them. Man, I'm feeling like I'm pastoring now. You know what you should do for people that have been hurt? You need to pray for them. Because you know what? He hit his head, but there are things that are worse that happen in church than somebody hitting their head. Do you know there are people that aren't here today? People that over the course of the last 20 years, I've had the privilege of pastoring, and they are not here today because they've gotten hurt. Oh, boy. It's, it's, see, 20 years ago, I would have been so nervous, I wouldn't have known what to do. I would have just kept preach, 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 preach. I know now. There are people that get hurt. But what I've never understood about hurt people is why they would allow their hurt to push them away from the possibility of him healing their hurt. I want to tell people, perhaps you've been hurt. Hear what I'm preaching to you today. There is hope on the other side of your hurt. You just need to get a revelation of who Jesus is. We've got to get our eyes off people and onto a God that is able to help us out of the hell that's happening in our homes. So how do I know that this revelation of the mighty God in Christ 
that was given to this woman changed her. Well, I know that it happens. I've seen it happen. I've witnessed it over and over. I can testify to the fact that it happened for me. But I see as she leaves the place where she is, she goes to the city and tells the men. That's right. That's who she went and talked to. She talked to the people that we would have never dreamed that she had credibility with. I want to tell you something. When you receive a revelation of who Jesus is, it changes everything about you. And you are empowered to be a witness. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I think we had four, maybe five people on outreach. That's not nearly enough. We need to have more. But one of the people that went on outreach was this guy right here. Keith, I heard you went on outreach. Man, when I found out you went on outreach, I said, thank you, Lord. Thank God that somebody that is as fresh as Keith is has the passion and the purpose to say, I got to let somebody else know how good this. You know, when we are so accustomed to it, it becomes, it's like we eat fillet McNon every Sunday and it's just good, but we don't ever tell anybody about the steakhouse where we're eating. But you know what happened to old Keith? He said, my, I got a taste of something that's good and I'm not going to keep it quiet. I'm going to take it and tell everybody body everywhere that the experience is greater than the testimony I can preach it to people like Keith and to you for 20 years but until you experience it for yourself you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me I'm 20 years older so the benches and the altar is a little dangerous But I'm still preaching with as much passion as I possibly can because I know that what I'm preaching to you is what's going to save you and heal you and help you and deliver you and take you to a place called heaven. I want everybody to experience. Come see a man. Come see a man which told me all things ever I did is not this the Christ. The Bible says the response was overwhelming. It was overwhelming. The response was overwhelming. They came from here, there, and everywhere. When they came in contact with him, they said, we don't want you to leave. Stay with us. Stay with us. Have you ever been in the presence of God like we're in the presence of God today and you're like I just don't want to leave I, I know what life's going to be out there I just don't I want, I want to be surrounded by your glory I want to have the presence of God with me I want somebody to hear what they said they said please don't leave stay with us and the Bible says he abode there two days when they conversed with him when they spoke with him. Brother Anderson, they started talking with him and they had communication with him and they they said, this, this, Brother Clyde, this is what we believe because of what she said. But ain't that way no more. I know for myself that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior. You, you have to understand that every time I come to this podium, and opened up the book of life and preach as passionately as I possibly can. I'm doing my best to testify to you how wonderful the experience is. 
And I've seen it. I've witnessed it, brother, over and over. People believe. I thank God for the people. I want you to know what a privilege it is to pastor this great group of people and to see people that are faithful like clockwork. You know they're going to be there. You know they're going to preach with you. You know they're going to support you. You know that they are going to be right there with you. And I love when you respond to the word of God. But there's something I love so much more than that. When you respond because you believe the testimony that I share every Sunday. But it's better than that. Because when you get down here to this altar and you lift your hand. I was talking with Keith about it. I was there when he got the Holy Ghost. I knew he was getting the Holy Ghost. He didn't even know what was happening in his life. But the power of the Holy Ghost was just overflowing. My wife went back, laid her hand upon his back. And he said, I felt the fire of the Holy Ghost. I was cloven tongue like as a fire would sit upon him. How long's it been? I want to tell you, the experience is still greater than the testimony. You want to get your pastor fired up? You want to get me pumped up and excited to come preach on Sunday? You fill this house with people like those that are here today that are saying, I got the Holy Ghost. I'm ready to be baptized. I want God to do what He did for you, for me, because the experience is still greater than the testimony. I watched Keith come down and he stood about right here. And it was a Wednesday night. Sister Sheila preached a powerful word. He talked about it today. I thank God for our wonderful ministers that we have on our team. we got a great team at First Church. We're blessed to have a tremendous leadership team, and I'm thankful for them. And Thank God for the wonderful help ministry that they provide. Sister Sheila preached a powerful word. He responded to that word. You say, Pastor, you're not, you're not upset that, that Keith didn't get the Holy Ghost tonight. You preached. No, I'm not upset at all. I don't care who preaches. I don't care who testifies. I think you ought to testify. I think sometimes we just wait for the preacher to preach the word and we think that, hey, you are. We heard taught today. You are ministers. There are people that are here because of you and what you said and what you testified. Thank God. Sister Sheila, he came to this altar. I prayed with him. I saw God do a work. I, I, I knew that he was speaking with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. He didn't really know what it was. I talked. I confirmed today in the office because if you don't know, I talk with everybody. I met with Cindy and I met with Keith and I said, we're going to baptize you today in Jesus' name for the remission of your sin. I explained everything about it. If you need further explanation, you need to come to Bible Connect. You need to be here at Wednesday night in Bible study. You need to talk to somebody that has a testimony. Is there anybody that has a testimony today that you repented of your sins, you were baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins, you received the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues? I want to tell somebody the experience is still greater than the testimony. So, yeah, if you want to see me get excited when I preach, then just bring people here that, that need the Holy Ghost and want the Holy Ghost. And man, I'll, I mean, I'll try get excited preach I remember 20 years ago talking about uh, talking about a steak that I ate and um, that's back in the day when we would go to this restaurant and Sister Shay would order chicken fingers and I would she still does that at Red Lobster we just don't go there as much but she still orders chicken fingers but not at this restaurant not at this restaurant, not anymore, because I, I, and I told this great church that I ate the steak that had been described to me as the best steak, and I concurred that it was the best steak, and then uh, she 
kept looking at me like, you're just going to eat that whole steak and let, let me try a bite of that steak? And I did, and she ate the steak, and now that's what we eat when we go to that restaurant is that steak. And then, you know, I came here, and I've been pastoring here for 20 years now, Brother Casey, and just uh, uh, I have a guy that when he goes out to a steakhouse, he uh, takes a picture. I'm just going to go back here and preach to Brother Casey for a moment. He takes a picture of his steak with 10 toothpicks in it, you know. You know what I'm talking about, Brother Casey? Might have been a reason why you backslid and went to the back row today because you might have known. Because pastor ain't afraid to come back where you are. You know, he'll go out of his way today to get where, it don't matter where you sit, he'll come to where you are. I just want to tell you, if you can't get to where he is, he will come to where you are. He will find you and help you. The experience is still greater than the testimony. This guy used to send me a picture. Send me a picture of this fillet migna with toothpick after toothpick after toothpick after toothpick. He would tell me. He would testify to me. Brother Casey was somebody that knew how to testify. He would testify to me about how good, how fabulous, how wonderful this steak was. Man. Just when I would see that, it's like my mouth would start kind of, anybody hungry right now? I'm just thinking about it. My mouth would start watering. I could, I could just almost picture what it would be like from the picture. And then, you know, one day I had enough of that, Brother Casey. One day I said, I'm tired of the testimony. Enough of the testimony. Why don't you take me to the steakhouse and let me experience it for myself? And so, you know what Brother Casey did? Brother Casey took me to the steakhouse. And I ordered the steak. And I watched Brother Casey. He ordered the steak. And I saw Brother Casey get that steak. And I saw him cut into that steak. And I watched him as he put that steak in. I am hungry right now. I don't know about you. I'm thinking about it right now. I'm feeling something right now. The problem with me over the course of the last 20 years is how many steaks I've had, if you know what I'm saying. I remember, Brother Casey, when I put that steak in my mouth and I started to chew that delectable, delightful bite of beef and I just, oh, I can still take, can anybody understand how? Hmm. And I didn't get it like shoe leather the way Sister Casey orders it, God love her. Burn it, baby, that's what she tells him. I say, let it move when it comes through. And I took, Brother Amos, are you with me today? I took a bite of that beef and I'm just telling you there was something that came all over me and I said, Brother Casey, 
At first, I believed because of the testimony that you told me about how good this steak is. But now I know for myself that this is indeed the best fillet McNine that I have ever... Is there anybody that understands what I'm preaching? I'm not preaching about steak today. I'm preaching about a Savior that can do for you what no one else can do. You don't know. Like I'm trying to testify that the experience is still greater than the testimony. Stand with me. That's about all I got right now. I'm ready for some beef, baby. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And so, as the story unfolded, over the course of the last 20 years, we've witnessed... We've testified. People have experienced. People have experienced that the experience is greater than the test. I didn't know then that 20 years from that day, this day would come And that we today, how perfect could it be that two of you that are here hearing pastor preach of how wonderful the experience is, you're going to get to find out for yourself. Keith, when you go down in that watery grave and you come up out of that water and you lift your hands, you're going to begin to speak again in that heavenly language and you're going to know like I know. Somebody ought to thank God for the apostolic Pentecostal experience. For the apostolic Pentecostal experience. And it's still greater than the testimony. 20 years of testifying and I still haven't got it figured out. Because when people come, they say, it's better. It's better than what you said it was. I'm doing the best I can to describe how good God is. But when you get God, He's gooder than pastor can preach. He's good. The experience is greater than the testimony. Heads bowed, eyes closed. This great congregation of people dealing with difficulty. Perhaps pain and heartache and trouble and trial. You need... An experience. You don't need a preacher to preach prayer works. You need to pray and have it work. You don't need a preacher to preach the word works. You need the word to go forth and you respond and find that it does by experience. If you're here today and you need the help of a Savior that's able to do what you need Him to, whatever it is, whatever the need is, salvation, deliverance, strength, uplifting, encouragement, whatever it is, if you need God to do something for you, just simply lift your hand in this house. Just lift your hand. God bless the hands that have went up in this house. There is, there is a God that is in this house that is better than has been described in this Sunday sermon. There is a Savior that can say to the uttermost, a healer that can heal any disease. If you're here and you need a miracle, 
I want you to step out from where you are and walk to the front of this building. Lift your hands and receive the experience that is greater than the... The experience is still greater than the testimony. I've preached it for 20 years and it's still the same today as it was then. There is an experience that is greater than the testimony. Don't stay where you are, come. Don't stay where you are, come. Let God do for you what He wants to. Let God do for you what He needs to. Let God do for you what only He can do. The experience is greater. It's still greater. It's still greater. It's still greater.